So today is Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you, my friend. And I thought I would combine two of my loves, the love of online business, of course, because that's what this podcast is all about, and Star Wars into one juicy, incredible bonus episode from a galaxy far, far away. So in today's bonus episode of The Graham Cochran Show, I'm going to break down four lessons that Star Wars has taught me about online business and how wow you actually can learn about how to have an incredibly successful online business from Star Wars. So if we can get past the nerdiness of lightsabers and Ewoks and aliens and spaceships and the force and all that kind of stuff, inside of all of that wrapping is really a bunch of stories of people. And ultimately, that's what's inside the shiny wrapping of all these online businesses are just people. And when we understand how human nature works and how we tick on the inside and how our customers tick, wow, we can actually have a successful business. So if you'll indulge me, if you're a Star Wars fan, you're going to love it. If you hate Star Wars or could care less about it like my wife, you're still going to love it because it's going to apply to your online business. And if you're somewhere in between, then I don't see why you wouldn't love it. Indulge me on this, would you? I think you're really going to get a lot out of today's episode on how to grow an online business and think about online business from the wonderful wisdom of George Lucas and his creation, Star Wars. Let's discuss. Welcome back to a bonus episode of The Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less, and live and give more. I'm your host, Graham Cochran, of course. Pretty creative name, right? I'm pumped to hang out with you today. And if you're listening to this just before May the 4th, then great. If you're listening to this on May the 4th, great. If this is nowhere near Star Wars Day, every day is Star Wars Day in your heart, right? So you can appreciate this no matter when you are catching this episode, whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or watching on YouTube. I appreciate you tuning in, and I'm glad to have you here today. Um, we're going to dive into Star Wars. It's going to be fun. It's going to be practical. Actually, it's going to be a lot of like mindset stuff that we're going to talk about today that I think is really, really important. What I want to do, though, is give you an entire training to help you kick start the business. We need the mindset. We're talking about that today. And then if you need the tactical tools and strategies to go build an online business, which is what this show is all about, I want to give you the keys to my passive income workshop. It's a 45-minute training. I walk through the four pillars of passive income, what those are, how to set them up, what tools to use, even some scripts you can use when you're selling products, how to find who to sell to, what your idea should be. I mean, this is from zero to launch inside of a free 45-minute training. It's going to help you as I pull back the curtain on my business model, understand what I'm doing every single week and how you could do the same thing. And the goal of this workshop, if you apply it, is to get to your first $1,000 a month of passive income, even if you have only 30 minutes a day to chip away at it. That's like the bare minimum. It's possible. But like, if that's all you got, no excuses, you can pull off $1,000 a month of passive income. So it's free, it's didactic, it's juicy. And I have students who have gone and made tens of thousands of dollars off of this free training. They haven't bought any of my products. How ridiculous is that? Just go to grahamcochran.com slash workshop to get access to this on-demand free training. Okay, let's dive in to some Star Wars. Now, um, there's gonna be, you know, Three groups of you listening to this, either you're going to have super Star Wars fans, you're going to know everything about Star Wars, including more than I know. There's going to be 
the casual fan that's like, yeah, I've seen a Star Wars movie or two. I know who Luke Skywalker is, but like, that's about it. I don't care about the Mandalorian or Clone Wars or any of that stuff. That's fine too. And then there's going to be people like my wife, Shay, who has no idea why Disney would pay $4 billion in stock options to George Lucas in 2012 to buy the rights to Star Wars. Uh, when in reality, that $4 billion back then is worth ooh, close to 10, 12 billion now. I mean, it's insane. She's like, where's the money? Why should anybody care about Star Wars? Doesn't matter. Anywhere you are on that spectrum, we can all learn valuable lessons. So I swear this is going to be good. You ready? Oh, I can't believe I get to do this, but no, I got no boss telling me that I can't do this. So I'm going to go for it. Let's talk about these lessons. Lesson number one, it's never too late to start. And I'm serious about this because I know some of you are struggling with the, oh man, I should have started my online business before the pandemic because that's what I heard a lot when 2020 happened. I had a lot of my friends, their businesses shut down or they couldn't do client work. I'm like, I really wish I had a passive income online business set up right now. <laughs> that would have been really convenient. It's never too late, okay? So Darth Vader, and again, I don't know what your favorite Star Wars movie is, but I'll give you, there's gonna be some spoilers, spoiler alert. Darth Vader at the end of The Return of the Jedi, okay, the third movie that ever came out, he has this redemption moment with his son, Luke Skywalker. And the idea is Luke is in this one moment where he's got the emperor there and the emperor's trying to turn Luke against, you know, turn him to the dark side. And Luke is trying to simultaneously turn his father back to the light side because he believes there's still light inside of him. Regardless, Luke keeps saying, it's not too late. You, you can change. You can change. And literally there's a point where Darth Vader says, it's too late for me now, son. But then later at the end of the movie, when he does change, he does come back to the light and has this amazing dramatic moment that I won't get into. He tells Luke, you were right. You were right. And it seemed like it was impossible for the clear villain of the Star Wars universe who is as dark as dark can become to become light, to start something new or to come back. So it is never too late. And this is where I want to land on this first point is for those of you that haven't started, who say, oh, I've missed the wave. Oh, there's too many people doing it now. It's just an excuse. While you're saying that someone else is starting a business right this very moment and they're making money and you're not. So it's not too late. You haven't missed the wave. We're still at the front of the wave. It's a 30 to 40 year waves. So don't think in terms of the last year or two or three. Think in terms of the next four or five decades. You're at the front of the wave. Two, if you've already started an online business, it hasn't gone well. And, and by that, I mean, you've put in at least two years of work. If you're six months in and you haven't made a lot of money yet, newsflash, welcome to most businesses, okay? It takes time. But if you've been doing this for a couple of years and you've got nothing to show for it, it's never too late to start again, to make a pivot, to get some more education, to reimagine maybe what your product is or your sales process is. You're never stuck where you are. You always have an alternative choice and it's never too late. So if Darth Vader, the darkest of all, the baddest of bad can actually come back to the light side. Even if it's the very end of his life, it's never too late for you. Lesson number two, surround yourself with people who are supportive and believe in you. And we all know this. And yet online business, 
is the most individualistic, lonely type of business possible because you don't really need anybody else. And I literally teach you how to do this. You can get your phone out, film yourself. So you don't need a film crew. You can distribute your content with the masses without having to have a TV network or know any producer or know anybody. You just publish it to YouTube or publish your podcast to Apple podcast, or just publish a blog on your Kajabi page or whatever. You can build your own products yourself. You can create the own sales copy yourself. You can host the live trainings yourself. You don't even need to be physically in the same room as your customers, as the guests on your podcast that you're interviewing. You can do it all from the comfort of your home or home office. I functionally sit here alone every day I'm in the office by myself, talking to a little circle, a little black dot. And it's strange. It's lonely, individualistic. You get to decide how you want your business to be. And for, for introverts like me, this is great. This is great. On the one hand, I love just being by myself and being able to just move. Like I'm nimble. I'm fast. Uh, I was really bad at school projects and needing you know partners in school. Like I just want to do it myself. I just want to do it myself because I can move faster. I don't want to discuss it. I don't want to know your opinion on it. This is my opinion, right? It's the most selfish business in a lot of ways. But there is, there's a point at which you can't do it on your own, where you doubt yourself. You don't know which direction to go. You need wisdom. Like the Bible says, in the abundance of counselors, there is safety. This is true, and we see this in Star Wars, because Luke Skywalker, who's the quintessential hero of the story, at least of the first trilogy, right? He's got power. He's got opportunity. He's got a great heart. He's, he's got youth. And yet he cannot become the Jedi he's supposed to come if it were not for Obi-Wan Kenobi, older, wiser Jedi who has to explain things to him, who has to train him. Even after Obi-Wan's death, he can still from the grave, as it were, as a forced ghost, be able to talk to Luke, to give him insight and counsel in moments when he needs it, right? Luke, even after training, doesn't always get it right. He needs outside help and support. Han Solo, one of my favorite characters, right? He's got a lot of confidence, a lot of swagger, but without Princess Leia, his life would just still be one of smuggling crap around the galaxy. He wouldn't really have become a soldier, a hero, a selfless individual, which is somewhat arguable because later on in the Star Wars universe, he kind of goes back to being selfish and who knows why they broke up. I don't know. I don't know. Spoilers. I don't know right? But Princess Leia refined him. Even Luke, Luke pushed against Han. Like, why are you going to leave? We need you in the fight. And he's like, hey, that's not my fight, kid. I'm going to do my own thing. But he has a change of heart. He comes back. We need the support. So what we need are people who support us, aka cheer us on. Like they're there for us. They want the best for us, which is great because you need people to believe in you. But you also need people who will push you, who won't just be nice to you. I just got off of a podcast interview where we were talking about what does love look like in the sales process? And is it always just like saying what the other person wants to hear and not offending them? Or does love look like saying what's best for them? Just like if you had a roommate and you're going to go to the gym and your roommate's just like, I'm just going to sleep in and eat donuts and watch TV. You're like, no, bro, we are going to the gym because this is what's best for you. And by me pushing you, I'm actually being loving to you because I actually care for your health and your longevity and all those things. So we don't need just people who are just nice to us and cheer us on like, yeah, you're great, Graham. We need people who will push us like, hey man, I think you're getting off track here. You can do better. 
This isn't who you are. This isn't you. Why are you getting lazy? You said you wanted to do this. You should go do it. So we need community, even if that's one person. So that community, again, with Star Wars, do you do you have an Obi-Wan Kenobi, like AKA a guide, a wise sage? You know, is it, do you have a Dumbledore? Do you have a Gandalf? Do you have that older wizard character that's reused in every single story who will give you counsel and guide you? Do you have a guide? That could be a teacher. That could be an educator. Maybe you use this show as, as I'm the guide and, and you're the, the hero of the story. That's functions. You need that character, but you also need an equal. You need a friend. That's why like Han, Luke, and Leia, they were buddies. They were equal. They served together. They fought together. They pushed each other in different ways, but they were on the same page. One wasn't the guide over the other. They were just colleagues, right? You need the same, a guide and you need colleagues to push you. We tracking so far? Star Wars. Lesson number three, stillness is the key. Stillness is the key. So when Luke goes to Dagobah and he meets Yoda for the first time, right? Little green old Yoda. It kind of throws everything around because Luke is like, I need to learn quickly how to become a Jedi master because I need to go save the day. So it's like, can we get through the skill set? Can I get the training? Everyone told me to talk to you, Yoda. I don't know who you are. You're weirding me out, but give me the good so I can go do. Luke is such an action taker. He's such a three on the Enneagram. He wants to go achieve. He wants to go save the day, blow up something. Uh, and Yoda frustrates him. Because first of all, he doesn't even believe that Yoda is this great Jedi master because he's this weird little guy that just is not in a hurry to do anything. He's never trying too hard. Yoda just does what he needs to do. And he's never thinking that something is utterly hopeless or it's impossible. He's calm. He's not worrying about things that are out of his control. Uh, and that in itself is a lesson to Luke. Luke has to learn to meditate and to be still and to do all these things that he's like, dude, what's the point of this? Let's get out there and let's go blow something up. And so in life and business, you're going to find that you're always having to make decisions in your business, in your life. I have rarely made a good decision when I've been stressed out or anxious, or panicky, or in a hurry, or when there's pressure. Pressure makes people desperate, and desperate people do dumb things that aren't what we would choose if we were still, if we were calm. This is hard because coming from my experience, when I started my first online business, we were broke. We were on food stamps. Our kids were on Medicaid. I, I, I needed to make money. I had pressure. And yet I had to force myself to figure out the right way to do things, not the fast way to make a quick buck. I needed to build something sustainable. And the same is true for you. When you're stressed out, you're not gonna make a good decision. You need to learn from Yoda. Don't be Luke. Don't just try to go crush it. Luke wanted to go 10X things and crush it. Yoda said, no, just... Let's calm down. Let's not be stressed. Let's focus. And when we use the word focus, focus doesn't mean just doing one specific thing. What it really means is shutting out all the noise, shutting out everything else. It's a calm, like, this is what I'm going to do for now. So if you're creating content, just 
create that content calmly. Don't freak out whether it's going to be the best content or all the other things you got to do. If you're writing a sales page, just write the sales page. Think about the person you're trying to sell to. Who are they? What problems do they have? How can I serve them? Just calmly write it. This might involve for you creating margin in your days and in your business. Don't try to do so much so quickly that you're cramming it all in. If you don't have time to do it all, then guess what? Don't do it all. Delay when you're going to roll that product out. Maybe you don't launch that podcast for six more months. Maybe you don't get to launch your membership this year because you're already launching a course or something else. Like It's okay. There is no rush. I would rather you be still and focus and do one thing well than be an anxious mess and do nothing well. Stillness is the key. And finally, lesson four. You ready for this? Fear leads to the dark side. Fear leads to the dark side. So if you're a prequel fan, Star Wars prequels, right? So then they, George Lucas came out with three other Star Wars movies, 99, 2002, and 2005. And these were like the origin story of Darth Vader. How did he become Darth Vader? Because his real name was Anakin Skywalker, Luke Skywalker's father. Again, I told you spoilers. Everyone who loved Star Wars wanted to know if he was originally a good guy, what led him to become this bad, bad dude? And so that's what those three stories are all about. And as you watch those three movies, you realize that he became what he was because he allowed fear to run his life. He became like super paranoid that the Jedi Order didn't believe in him, didn't trust in him. They weren't gonna promote him like they should. He was afraid, he had these visions of his wife dying um, and so he wanted to prevent her from dying. So he had a fear of that happening, which led him to seek out means of preventing death or bringing someone back to life that only the dark side could bring. He had an ego problem. He feared not getting the respect he deserved. He feared not being able to become great. And all of that made him weak. All of that made him desperate. All of that exposed him to other emotions that would then take root in his heart, like bitterness, resentfulness, and it would grow into just these large oak trees of, of evil. So it was very easy, as you see in the third movie in the prequel, it was very easy for him to go from like freaking out to like dark side in one moment. And it seems like a big leap. How did he go from good guy to bad guy? It wasn't a big leap. It was a bunch of small inching towards the edge of the cliff. So the final push then he's over the cliff, right? We cannot let that happen in our business. We cannot go to the dark side. If we let fear run our life, run our business, we're gonna be in trouble. And here's some of the fears that I have felt in online business. See if you resonate with any of this. Fear of failure. That's like the overarching fear in my life. I'm gonna fail. Um, which the subset of that is fear of embarrassment. I don't want to be embarrassed. I don't want to publicly do something that then fails and then people saw it and then I'm embarrassed. Fear of losing everything we have. Interestingly enough, with as much money as I've made online and successfully building two online businesses, I still fear losing everything we have. How crazy is that? I remember a couple of years ago, I wrote that down on my journal on Thanksgiving day. Talking about what I'm thankful for. I also started to share some of my fears. It's like, I'm afraid I'm going to lose everything. How, how come that didn't go away? 
don't know, human nature. Fear of doing things the wrong way, whatever that means. I hear this a lot, like, was this the right way to write a sales page? Why does that matter? What's the fear there? I don't know. Is, is YouTube the right platform? Is this the right way to make thumbnails? Is, is this the right way to write an email funnel? Should you really be sending three emails in the last day of a promotion or a launch? There's so much fear in these questions because we don't want to get it wrong. We want to do it the right way. So we feel like we followed the formula, the script. These are the kind of questions I get from a lot of my students. They're like, Graham, is this the right way? They want me to validate and affirm them because they're living in fear. Problem with this is that those who live in fear will only protect what they have. You become defensive, holding on tight to your resources, your people, your knowledge. What that does is it prohibits you from being open. There's no motivation to taking risk. Risk actually sounds like the opposite thing you want. You don't want to risk anything. You don't want to lose anything. So you won't risk. You won't explore. You won't experiment. You won't try new things. These are all essentials to running an online business, by the way. I suck at experimentation. I was really good when I started out because I had nothing to lose. Now that I have so much quote unquote to lose, and I don't, but when you have something of note, you get safer. And like, I don't experiment nearly as much. I'm like, well, this is, this is working. This is great. And there's a superpower in being consistent and like not changing it all the time. But fear of trying new things, not healthy, right? Fear will make us blind to the opportunities that are already in front of us. This is what I don't want you to miss. There are so many opportunities. And there were opportunities going back to Star Wars for Anakin Skywalker to make a great life as a Jedi Knight. But he was so fearful of not getting the respect, the power and authority he felt like he deserved. He was so fearful of his wife dying that he kept it all a secret didn't seek help from his mentor, Obi-Wan Kenobi, didn't seek help from the Jedi Council. He sought help from someone who just was speaking lies to him and saying whatever made him feel good, whatever he wanted to hear. That was Senator Palpatine, who ends up becoming the emperor. Spoiler, right? Fear blinds us. He had so many opportunities to have a totally different path, a good path, a path of joy. It was actually his fear that led to the death of his wife. It was his own fault. It was his own fault, as you'll find out later if you watch Revenge of the Sith. So fear never leads you somewhere good. Fear can be a good thing. Like, maybe I shouldn't touch that oven. Maybe I shouldn't step out into traffic. Maybe I should look. Like, you need to let fear say something. There might be some valuable information but it's never a good driver. You shouldn't let it drive your decision-making. You shouldn't let it drive your thought process. You shouldn't let it drive your business or your life. You have a choice every day to operate out of faith or fear. Faith that there are more opportunities down the road. Faith that if this doesn't work, another, one, another opportunity will present itself. Faith that if you do the right things, if you give good into the world, you reap what you sow. Faith that you are uniquely designed by God with skills, abilities, talents, and uniquely planted where you live, when you live, near the people you live, in the circles of influence that you have for a purpose, for a reason. 
You don't have to create something that's not there. You don't have to be someone you're not. You just have to fully show up 100% as you, where you are, and find out how you can give and serve and love others with your skill set, experience, personality, perspective. That takes faith to live like that, but so much more good can come out of that than I'm afraid I won't amount to anything. I'm afraid people will laugh at me. I'm afraid that this won't work. I'm afraid I'll never have enough money. I'm afraid that if I spend time or money on this thing and it doesn't work out, it'll be a waste. Afraid, 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 afraid. Fear has never led to anything good in my life. And I don't think it will in your life. It only leads to the dark side. There you have it. It's never too late to start right? Never too late to change. It's never too late to come back to an idea that maybe you had a long time ago that worked that you strayed from. You come back to it. Never too late. Surround yourself with people who are supportive and believe in you and who will push you because they love you. Stillness is the key. Don't run around like a chicken with its head cut off. Don't be anxious and crazy. Don't make decisions out of stress, calm yourself, think clearly, shut out all the noise. If that means get off social media, if that means unsubscribe from newsletters that you're on at email, if that means not watching YouTube videos, not listening to too many podcasts like this, not absorbing so much content, just shut it out so you can focus and calmly execute. It's critical. And then fear leads to the dark side, always, right? Fear leads to everything negative. Pay attention to your fears for a moment. Acknowledge that there's something probably behind those fears, but then don't let it drive your decision-making process. So two questions for you. One, which of those four lessons is for you today? Which of those four is for you today? Take one of those. Leave me a comment below if you're watching on YouTube. Let me know which one it is. I want you to take it and run with it. Press into it today. And number two, what's your favorite Star Wars movie? Let me know in a comment below as well. Hey, and to all you The Last Jedi haters, I don't know what your problem is. Do not have any Last Jedi hate. I'm asking what's your favorite Star Wars movie? So only positive here. Only positive. Leave a comment below. Uh, and as always... If you need didactic training, if you're like, I am ready, today's a day. Graham said, it's never too late to start. I'm starting my online business today. The best place to start is a free, 100% free training, my passive income workshop. It'll teach you exactly what you need to know to start and launch your online business today. Go watch it, grahamcochran.com slash workshop. Or if you're on YouTube, I'm gonna put the link below in the description. Have an amazing day. Happy Star Wars Day. And may the fourth be with you.